Requiem of the Outcast 35. For March 2007. We have done the impossible, and that makes us mighty. Hey, you. Yeah, you. We know you're out there. Rejects from society. Artists. Writers. Poets. Filmmakers. Get off the couch. Make something. The world is waiting to hear your voice. And so are we. We are the Requiem of the Outcast. Are you an outcast? Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Requiem of the Outcast. I don't know what episode Roto this is because I know that there were some... We were going to release some episodes and, and we didn't in between just because Stranger Things, Earl's baby, Earl's new series, has just consumed him with time. And, well, the guy has put together something amazing. I've seen some rough cuts of some stuff seen some advanced screenings, and guys, I am telling you, it will rock your socks. Now, in case you didn't notice, I have been throwing some stuff in the feed, uh, talking about Stranger Things, and, you know, by the time you get this episode of Roto, Stranger Things Episode 1, Sacred Cow, will be available. Now, I'm telling you, the potosphere is about to get rocked. Guys, the stuff that Earl is putting together is some of his best work. And you will be blown away, I guarantee you. Now, of course, Earl Newton, who co-hosted the show, he's been a friend of the show since very nearly the beginning. When we first interviewed him for Fall of a Saga, he's the writer and producer and director of the series, just in case you didn't know. Now, this, of course... Stranger Things is the very first sci-fi podcast available in high def. That in and of itself is something to get notice. But once that first episode rolls off, which was written by Scott Sigler and adapted by Earl Newton, people will be blown away. And uh, even though you may have paid for the whole seat, you will only need the edge if I may use a, a wrestling colloquialism. Now, you want to find out more information, the place to go is strangerthings.tv. I want you to go right now. I'm sure it's out by now. Good. We'll wait. Huh? Uh, what I tell you? Good stuff, huh? I'm telling you, it will rock your speep. It's was I lying? Huh? Come on, come on, ah, eh, come on. That's some good stuff. <laughs> that's that's one. That's what. And that one part oh, with the and the, the, that yeah yeah that, that part. God, was awesome. Okay. But look, guys, uh, you know, that aside, I have something very serious to talk about here. Okay. 
I know that I'm known for cutting up, for doing little crazy make-em-ups and stuff, but I'm here to talk about something serious. As a matter of fact, to show you how serious I've just put on my serious voice. Now, not to overshadow what Earl is doing, but I have something that I need to announce here that will, that really uh, kind of overshadows. Really. It really does. Casts a huge shadow on what he's doing there. I'm announcing here on Requiem of the Outcast. So this is an exclusive. Nobody else knows about this. I've not told anybody else about this. That I, Rich Siegfried, am running for president. Now I'm running as an independent. And I'm making this challenge here, right now, on Requiem of the Outcast. I challenge anyone in a debate, any topic. You email me, you name the time, you name the place, I'm there. As long as the place is uh, on my cell phone or the internet. Now, I'm not one of these big money guys. I don't have millions of dollars to throw around. I'm a lot like Vishak, Vishnak. What the hell was the guy's name? Vish, Vis, Vispak, Vishak, uh, the, the governor guy from Iowa. I don't have the money, but I'm not quitting. I'm not dropping out. I am running for president of the United States. And if you want to accept my challenge, you can email me at rotooutcast at gmail.com or you can call me on the brand new Roto line, 954-603-ROTO. That's 954-603-7686. And also, if you're interested in possibly being my running mate, uh, please call 954-603-ROTO. And, and if you could, leave your qualifications on the Roto line. And uh, and we'll, I'll, I'll play them on the air, too. Now, if you'd like to support me and my cause, um, you'll, I'm going to put some buttons on the website. You'll be able to uh, put those on, on your website or your MySpace, if you please. And, uh, send me, uh, and, you know, link back to me. And, um, I'm, I'm, this is serious, folks. I'm running for the President of the United States. Now, if you really want to support me in the cause, we've got the buttons. Obviously, send the feedback in and we'll read them on the air. We'll, uh, we'll play the voicemails that you leave. Or you can visit me at StellarCon, March 9th through the 11th, 2007, in High Point, North Carolina. And also on Friday, March 9th, between 5 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. in Suite 221, I'll be there. uh, We'll have a panel, a panel discussion where I'll I'll talk about my stance on all the topics and, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, how I feel that the, the, the the, the country should move forward as well as, um, you know, just uh, handling any questions that anybody might have for me. And after that, uh, Davey Beauchamp and I, We'll, uh, we'll be doing a comedic panel afterwards, uh, to entertain everyone that comes out. Which, honestly, will probably be from 5.15 to 6.30. And, uh, you know, folks, I really hope to see you all there because I know that we can do it. The outcasts gathering together can put a normal, regular guy in the White House. Just a working Joe who will take this country to new heights. And I'll even I'll even do a presidential podcast, something never been done before. 
Well, there have been some like uh, presidential running podcasts. I think uh, was Carrie, Carrie, and maybe maybe done one. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm going to do it though. I'm telling you, I will. There will be the presidential podcast, the Prezcast, which will run, and I will talk about all of my uh, State of the Union addresses and and talk about what's going on in the country, all the important stuff, the foreign policy, and. Stuff like that. I'm very confident. I think I can win. I think with the outcasts behind me, there is nothing that we can't do. I I think we could find a cure for cancer if we wanted to. Which, uh, besides the Chuck Norris crying tears curing cancer thing, uh, he just doesn't cry, so that's not going to happen. But but we'll find another way. Or. As if I'm president, I will find a way to harness the power of Chuck Norris's tears to cure cancer. I am that committed. I am I am absolutely that committed to doing whatever it takes to cure cancer. That's going to be one of my platforms. Vote Rich Sigfret and cure cancer. Okay, that might be a little lofty. Yeah. So, if, yeah, but please email me questions, and we will have a presidential corner. Of, of Requiem of the Outcast, that for when, uh, to, to address the concerns of the people, for I am a person of the people. I am a podcaster of the people. And remember StellarCon, uh, March 9th through the 11th, the sweet 221, 5 o'clock on, on Friday in High Point, North Carolina. And with that out there, folks, I'm going to let's go ahead and get started with the episode content because, again, it's what the people call for, much like me in the White House. Uh, we're going to start off with an interview I did at DragonCon with the folks from Legendary Leatherworks. They've got a really cool leather lanyard deal um, with your favorite uh, quote from Firefly on it, as well as many other fine leather goods, especially if you're into uh, in, if you love Ren Fairs like I do, which I know many of you do. It's not just for SC, SCAers, SC, Society for Creative Anachronisms. It's not just for those folks. Ren fairs are for everyone. Primarily because the, a lot of chicks in corsets. <laughs> yeah. Which also another reason to go to StellarCon, March 9th through 11th at Sweet 221, Friday, uh, 9 o'clock, uh, 6 to 5, 5 o'clock. Now... <laughs> After this interview, we'll come back with uh, a few trailers, promos for some other really great stuff like uh, T. Morris, Billabub Battings, his brand new podcast that is available, his audiobook. It's a patio book, of course, Billabub Battings and the Case of the Singing Sword. Tremendous book. The podcast is better just because there's something about T's sweet tones. I'm telling you, brings things to life. As well as a few other promos from some great shows. Folks, after that, we come back with the with the tremendous interview that I did with the guys from Done the Impossible, the Firefly documentary at DragonCon. I was able to talk to Brian Weiser and Jeremy Niche, the two guys that have really put together an amazing product, them and their entire team, which also you can find them now. They have organized the Brown Coat Cruise, which, of course, you can find at browncoatcruise.com, which begins sailing December 1st from San Diego. Oh, and do they have guests, you ask? I hear you asking back there. No, not you. Uh, yes, you. Oh, they've got guests. They've got shiny guests. 
but I'm not going to tell you who they are. If you want to know, you got to go to the Gorham website, browncoatcruise.com. Also, don't forget, all links are available in the show notes. My name is Ben Bess. My wife and I have a company called Legendary Leatherworks. Uh, this is our second year at Dragon Con. And we saw how popular the Firefly Serenity groups are. And we are great fans as well. My wife came up with the awesome idea to make leather lanyards for your badges. So we've come up with a, a group of lanyards that on one side it says the Brown Coat Brigade. The other side will have different sayings from the series or the movie. We have a list of over 180 different sayings you can have. If we don't have one made, we can make one for you. Um, you can give us a call. Our office phone, which we have with us, is 314-974-4268. Uh, if you have access to the web, our website is www.legendaryleatherworks.com. Uh, just go to the Firefly page on our website. You can order it from there if you want. Uh, Hope you have a great time at DragonCon, and hope to see you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you. You listen to this podcast. Yeah, I got to talk to you for a second. I got this friend here. He's doing this podcast. It's it's a book, a a podcast novel. And he's asking me, how do you think I can get the people to listen to this podcast? And I understand his problem. I mean, there are so many podcasts out there. It's tough to choose, huh? But you know what I told him? Respect. Respect is the best way to get people to listen. When the people respect you the way I do, it reflects on you and your family. So if the people respect you, then they will listen. That's what I told them. Now this podcast is Bill Bob Battings and the Case of the Singing Sword, done by a friend of mine named T. Morris. And I respect him. I respect him like family. So I think the best thing for you to do is listen. Because if you don't listen, then, you know... You're being disrespectful. And if you're being disrespectful to his family, you're being disrespectful to my family. We understand each other? All right, that's good. Now, here's a pretty lady to give you all the details. Billabub Battings in the case of the singing sword. Find out more by clicking on the Billabub Battings podcast banner at www.tmorris.com. Okay, you got all that? Capiche? That's good. There we go. So why are you still here? I mean, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be subscribing? Now? My name is Natalie Ashton. My name is James. I'm Orson Scott Card. I'm Jessica Edmonds. My name is Jen. My name is Julie Frost. Jeff Fleiss. Danny Altarda. My name is Kelly Wilcox. Jeremy Watt. Andy and Andrew. And this is my son, Justin. My name is Brett Matthews. John Cassidy. My name is James Dornoff. Josh Autry. I am Keith Arreda Candido. J.P. Bernardo. I'm Cheryl Black. My name is Shauna Terpsik, and I am a fan of Firefly. doing my entire leg four months in the U.S., staying with brown coats. It's automatic friendship. The audience gets it. People will come to this show and love it. We didn't have my babies. We're a bunch of geeks. This is a big thing. There's a big fan base for it. It's not just science fiction fans. It's very much 
a family group. If you're not a fan already, yeah, you're going to be a fanatic after this. Josh Whedon forever! Yes! Yes! And that makes us mighty. I think it could be the next Deuce Bigelow, the next Deuce Bigelow. You heard it here first. Hey everybody, it's Rich Siegfried again here at, at DragonCon 2006, and I have a, the grand honor of sitting with the guys that made Done the Impossible, the Firefly documentary. Um, uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves and what you did for the, um, for the, the project. Hi, I'm Brian Weiser. I'm one of the producers of Done the Impossible. Uh, I did uh, most of the VIP interviews, music, uh, sponsors. Uh, we all did a lot of the same stuff, too, on the technical side. And I'm Jeremy Nish. I did a lot of the DVD work and just kind of a little bit of everything like we all did. It was a big project, so. And the interactive timeline he did. Yeah, I did do most of the interactive timeline, so. <laughs> I really wanted to ask you uh, quite a few questions. Um, since the, it, it is a fan-made documentary, but that kind of has a stigma, like it's made by amateurs. This, in fact, is, as anybody who is a documentarian must be a fan of what they're, they're talking about. I mean, this is a, a serious film, right. not... Not a fan film or anything like that. It's a serious production. So I kind of wanted to ask you guys, how have the fans helped with Done the Impossible? We've seen what fans have done with, with Firefly, bringing around the Serenity movie, the grow marketing and everything. What have you guys found that the fans have kind of helped out with shows like The Signal or Firefly Talk and helping you guys get the word out about the uh, documentary? Well, it's really amazing just the professionality within this fan community. I think, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit elitist, but I think that that Firefly really attracts an intelligent group of people, and the, the Signal podcast, I think, is one of the very best produced um, podcasts on, on the internet. I guess to toot our own horn a little bit, you know, we, well, it, it didn't hurt that we were professional DVD authors, done some Hollywood work and things like that, so, so we, you know, we do have some experience in it, but um, overall, just the professionality of the fans has, has been really amazing, and they've been really, really supportive of our documentary. They've really, they've been out there just doing whatever they could to kind of spread the word about our documentary as well, and, and of course, they are the stars of our of our documentary. We really wanted to do, uh, we wanted to tell their story. We thought that the, the, the little segment on the Serenity DVD was was okay, but it really didn't do the fans justice. And so that was originally the goal for this documentary, and it turned into a lot more than that too. And that was one of the neat things about watching it. I recognized some people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know them. Oh, that's great. And, you know, email me. Hey, you're on Done the Impossible. They're like, really? Where? So. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things we wanted to do too. And like, when you look at the credits, you'll notice uh, the actors from Firefly and Serenity are mixed in with all of the fan, the nice additional fans who were interviewed. Everybody's together on the same level, and uh, it's it has been very warmly received. We've we've received some very positive reviews so far. And actually, we sold out of our first run and did another run for Dragon Con. So. Fantastic. We're excited to move forward towards profitability <laughs> and, <laughs> and helping out charities. Now, you know, as I mentioned before, that uh, well, actually, I think I may, may have mentioned this off off air. I don't remember that. You, you know, this is not a, like a fan film. This is, you know, this is a full full out production. This is a professional film. Has anybody maybe looked down on it, thinking that it was a fan film? Well, that's certainly the first reaction people have when they when you, especially when you say fan film, they're like, uh, you know. And, and, and as I work the tables and try and sell it, I think that a lot of people still might think that. But every time people have like seen it, seen segments of it either on the internet or on, they've been playing it here at DragonCon and DragonCon TV, and then they come down and say, "That's really nice. That looks really, that looks really professional." And so, yeah, it, I, you know, I'd like to think it 
it's a little bit like um, Firefly, where all you have to do is get people to watch it a little bit, and they're like, oh, okay, that's really good. Um, yeah, we did shoot the whole thing in high definition, so, you know, it's, it's, it's about as professional as you can get for the tiny, tiny little budget we had. <laughs> and we, we didn't just throw this together over a couple of weekends. This was a year of production time, essentially a full-time job for all of us in addition to other full-time jobs that we try to have. And, you mean you uh, have to do that little pay-the-bill thing? What's, what's that? Uh, you know, <laughs> live off the charity of others, something like that. <laughs> but uh, in addition to shooting in high definition, it does have a professionally produced soundtrack. We have several different musicians on there, Emerald Rose, Bedlam Bards, Rob Kuhlman, who does the theme song, Tony Fabrice, Michelle Dockery. There's just a lot of great music, so with... And we've, we have a CD soundtrack as well that we've created. So we just wanted to create the most perfect piece we could, trying to bring together all of the elements. The, the music I mentioned, all of the musicians have been fans since the beginning. And so you can really hear the, hear the passion in addition to seeing the passion. And we hope we, hope we succeeded. Well, especially groups with like like the Bards. I know that they've written Firefly specific songs, haven't they? They've, they've as well as quite a few other ones. They've, they've done a full album in addition to the songs they did for our soundtrack, just just on Firefly. That's amazing. Now we we talked a little bit about the music. Let's talk a little bit about the celebrities. Obviously, you guys have quite a few celebrity interviews. You have the full cast, correct? Just just all but three. Yeah, uh, Summer Glau and uh, Sean Marr. And Gina Torres, uh, we weren't able to interview. Uh, we tried. Uh, uh, summer, we were supposed to interview at Flanvention, but something fell through at the last minute. But then we were able to get uh, Nathan and Alan. So, you know. It's a nice trade-off. <laughs> yeah. We, we have the majority. A little less eye candy, <laughs> but a lot more laughs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, we also uh, interviewed uh, Joss and Tim Lanier and Greg Edmondson, the composer for Firefly, and the people at, Zo- at Zoic Studios that did the special effects. So we try to really get everybody's perspective. The one person that we interviewed that, I, to my knowledge, has never really been come out in the fan community was Mary Parent at Universal, who actually played a big role in greenlighting the movie. We really wanted to hear her her story as to why that happened as well. So, And she, she was very gracious and agreed to be interviewed. And um, we picked up um, you know various assistant editors and... Um, people as well um, at the convention. So we, yeah, we've managed to get quite a few celebrities that they were very open to us. I think, I think they had the same reaction at first. They're like, oh, a fan film, hmm, you know. But once, once, once they saw we were fairly professional, you know, show up with a decent camera and all that kind of stuff, it seemed to help. But I know several of them have seen at, at least an early cut of it, and so far they've all loved it. So. And, of course, in regards to celebrities, you do have Adam Baldwin hosting the thing. Absolutely. Although he does like hosting things, uh, you know, Firefly Serenity-driven. He did the sci-fi special. You know, I'm yeah. pretty sure whenever he goes to the grocery store, he likes to talk about it, too. <laughs> and that's that's one of the beautiful things about this. All these guys are fans. I mean, they're, they're, they're just as big of fanboys for the series as we are. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, one, one of the things I wanted to say, too, about... Uh, uh, interviewing the VIPs uh, when Jeremy Jeremy was saying, you know, the first reaction of a fan film, oh, well, it must be something like that. Well, when I set up the interview for Christina Hendricks, uh, they, yeah, that well, yeah, that was that was that was pretty exciting, of course. But uh, <laughs> any B-roll that you like? <laughs> There's a second DVD coming out, just Christina. Hendricks. Yeah, I had to restrain myself a little bit. No, so we uh, when I when I was arranging that and it. Had several emails. Well, what are you, you know? What's your background? And tell us about yourselves. And had to go through this interview process uh, almost with the agent. And I uh, came down to the uh, the agent's office and interviewed her there. And after the interview, they just said, "Well, 
you know, it, was, it really came off great. Thanks. Uh, hope you didn't mind coming down here, but when you contacted us, we just weren't really sure, and you know, uh, you know what kind of people we were. And I said, you know, we're from Utah. We're mostly harmless, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Christina's from Idaho, so you know, yeah. little camaraderie there. But um, now Adam, Adam was really great in uh, in uh, essentially donating his time. To host the documentary, I don't, I don't know many, many actors that would uh, would do that because that took about four hours out of his day. And, he, and that was something was that was really great about. He was really great with that. And that was something I was going to ask about. That you know, anybody who came on was not paid at all, correct? Uh, no, uh, no. Everybody that was interviewed, it was just on their time, uh, just sharing their thoughts on Firefly. Now, with uh, n- not just with celebrity interviews, but the, the entire process in and of itself, did you guys have any problems? Any difficulties at all? Technical difficulties? Any kind of difficulties? Oh, we had a lot of technical difficulties in that we were shooting. We shot about half of the for for you technical geeks out there. We shot about half of it on um, a Sony HDV camera, which shoots a. We actually shot it at PAL, which is pretty close to 24 frames per second, similar to film. And then we sold that camera halfway through and switched to a true 24p camera, the JVC, which wasn't very well supported because it was a brand new camera. So we spent about a month just getting our footage into the computer into a format that we could use. So there were definitely challenges there, you know, from color correction and things like that. It was a challenge because, you know, you're under harsh um, lighting at a convention and things like that. But in the end product, we're, we're pretty darn happy with it. So... And, and you should be you should be damn proud of it. I mean, it it really looks fantastic. That's I think that's one thing that really sets it aside is that it looks good. Not just the not just the flow, not just the editing, but just visually. It, it is a very clean, good look to a film that you know you don't you don't see in most you know Hollywood productions anymore. Let alone something that you know a bunch of fans professionally put together. But I wanted to ask a question uh, when it comes to marketing and whatnot. Obviously, you've got the built-in fan base. But I originally saw uh, two-thirds of done the impossible thanks to a friend sending me a torrent file. And at first, I was worried. I'm like, I don't want to steal from these guys. Are you kidding me? I've heard so damn much about this. It looks amazing. And then I found out that you guys were actually offering a free version online to download as a promotional tool. Because, and this is one thing that that really impressed me, and why I absolutely had to meet you guys here at DragonCon was most people are just looking for a buck. You see with a lot of self-help books, a lot of religious books. They say, oh, this is the thing that will get you closer to Jesus and God and all that <laughs> stuff, and this will change your life. You absolutely need it. Now, please, send $100, and I'll make sure to send you one audio too. Uh, but you guys, you know, the, the passion is there that you guys let it go for free. Of course, it is ad-supported for Done the Impossible, where to go to get the full DVD. And I think that uh, a lot of people, after seeing that version, have gone out and purchased the, you know, purchased the DVD. Now, whose idea was that, and kind of what was the the impetus behind that? Well, I'm a, I've always been a big supporter of the concept of Creative Commons ever since it came out. Um, I've always I have I have some pretty strong opinions about copyright in general, which I won't necessarily get into. But uh, but I felt that that I, I personally believe that by releasing it. Um, on the internet, we would only it would only help sales. So, you know, as much as I'd like to say we were being charitable about it, honestly, it was about the money <laughs> that we would, we would and, and and it's and that's played out ever since we released the BitTorrent. Our daily sales have pl- at least quadrupled. So it was a very effective form of mock marketing. Um, I've always felt that um, 
obscurity is a much bigger danger than piracy. And so I, I said, let's just do it. Let's see what happens. It was, it was an experiment, and I think it's worked. It is the method of marketing for the future for those who recognize it and choose to embrace it. Uh, I mean, as Jeremy said, so many things, I mean, there are so, so many films and music in the world. How does one discover them besides pure luck? Marketing, any way you can get it out, and that is the technology of the future. And I know personally, uh, you know, people have given me MP3s of different music groups, and the ones I've loved, I've gone out and bought the full discs, even if I had to pay $100 on eBay for them. So, uh, people that like it, we feel will buy it. Plus, the, the documentary is maybe 30% of the content on the DVD, so yeah. technically we're only giving out 30% of it. So, Which, actually, that was one thing that I wanted to say, that uh, my co-host, Earl Newton, we found uh, Firefly right when Sci-Fi started playing it. I had missed the boat before. I, you know, I was a, a Joss Whedon fan. I really wanted to catch it, but... We just didn't have broadcast television. We had a satellite, so we didn't get the regular channel. So it just completely blew past us. And when Sci-Fi started playing it, we were able to watch it. Now, I found the first episode, and I was hooked. I immediately went out and looked for them online. I, I'm ashamed to say, because I knew there were no DVDs around where I lived. And I knew I was going to buy them, but I just could not wait to get them. And, you know, I found some, and I downloaded Yes, illegally. Yes, I did buy a copy, so don't sue me. <laughs> We started looking at it because, of course, it was rips of just the episodes. And Earl started to think about it. Wait a second. I think Josh sent these out. I asked him, why in the hell would he do that? I mean, you know, he's, he's losing money. He's like, no, 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 no. You're not getting commentary. You're not getting extras. You're just getting the shows. At a lower you, resolution, probably. Exactly. You get hooked on those shows. You want the extra stuff. And so I was wondering if if you guys had noticed that and decided to model your... <laughs> Your distribution method on the same practice, or not? Not so much specifically with Firefly, but just in general. I, I, I think that any form of exposure is good exposure, and yeah, it, you could argue that giving the entire show away is is, is a risky uh, thing to do. But it, I think it's worked. It's working every and, and you know, like like we said, a good um, you know two thirds of the effort was all the special features on the DVD, and. And speaking of that, one thing I want to do—I do want to point out—a um, lot of people may not even try this on their computer, but I, but I implore you to stick this in your computer, your Mac, or your PC. It does have to be a relatively new machine, and there is an enormous amount of, of extra features on there that are that are computer specific. Um, you can literally—it's called—it's called the interactive viewing experience, and you can search on any anything anybody says in the entire show, whether. It's in the, in the movie or any of the six hours of extended interviews, and it'll jump you straight to that line. Or you nice. can, or you can um, search for a subject. You can search for um, the cancellation of the show, and it will find all of the instances of people talking about the cancellation. Or you can even narrow it down and say um, Morena talking about the cancellation of the show. Or um, you know, we have a fan count that goes in the corner that keeps track of every time a fan appears on screen. You know, just all sorts of fun stuff. Ah, they've done the impossible drinking game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, you can get really drunk since there's about 800. <laughs> I'm going to try that tonight. <laughs> I got it for five minutes, man. I got to stop. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, check out the check it out on the computer side. Yeah, we, you know, we talked a little bit about packaging earlier, and I really got to say that the graphic on the cover is phenomenal. It's just a, world, a you know a globe with a Jane hat on it. Now, who came up with that? <laughs> it, it, it was it was a combination of people. Uh, 
a friend, of, a friend and I started with the basic design of a planet and a nice nebula in the background. And this is really cool. It's better than what we had, but uh, it needs something. And then another one of the guys in the group had the brilliant idea, hey, let's put the hat on. And so within a period of 30 minutes, it went from this really nice-looking planet and nebula, which could have been the next Aurelian Star Wars movie. I hope not. But uh, uh, And uh, Jeremy... Uh, yeah, I ran downstairs, grabbed my Jane hat, threw it on a threw it on a bottle, took a photograph of it. We merged them together, and boom, there it was. And and it, what what more perfect icon could you have for the fans than the Jane hat? So, oh, absolutely, we've been seeing them walking around the entire time. It was literally just it was just a middle, you know, it was right at the end of our push to get this DVD out and at about three in the morning. Yeah, about three in the morning. <laughs> all the best ideas come. And then bam, we're just like let's let's do it. So and and we could be happier with the cover. So that's awesome. Now. How has uh, how has Dragon Con been for you guys? Has this been the first major con that you guys have gone to promoting the film? Um, Comic Con was our first one. Okay. Um, so yeah, we released it just just in time for Comic Con and this year. Yeah, this year we I mean we've been pre-selling it at other conventions and stuff, but we actually had copies um, at Comic Con. That was our big rush at the end there, and it was it was a great show. This has been a great show. Um, the two shows that I absolutely have to go to every year are Comic Con and Dragon Con, and actually Dragon Con's my favorite. <laughs> my, mine too. In, in fact, speaking of marketing and speaking of the torrent that we released on LegalTorrents.com, uh, I couldn't believe when we showed up here at DragonCon, turn on the TV, watching DragonCon TV. Wait, that's our documentary showing. <laughs> They're showing our documentary, the torrent version, on all the hotels here at the convention. We didn't ask them to do that. They just found it. I guess they thought it was cool, and so hey, there's some unexpected marketing. Well, and that's just it. And we, because we release it under, under Creative Commons, we can't even say no. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that. You know, they can do it as so long as they're not selling it as a separate product. They can do whatever they want with it, and that's fine by me. That's one question that I want to ask you guys because you know, here at DragonCon, there are members in the dealer room that actually have fan films that they are selling. Now, again, we're stating this is not a fan film, but how do you guys feel having released it under Creative Commons, you know, somebody else profiting off of somebody else's hard work that they can't make a dime off of? And what kind of a message do you have for them? Uh, well, as far, as far as our work, I mean, we certainly sell copies wholesale, and they can buy copies from us. Uh, are you referring to other fan films? and? Or? Well, just, just uh, films in general. I mean, you guys are able to make a profit off of it, but... You know, somebody basically making burned copies of your guys' oh, content and then oh, selling it. Uh, that would be wrong. <laughs> well, they can't copy the whole DVD because the, the DVD special features are still under copyright. But if they want to, if actually, as far as I'm concerned, if they want to, if they want to duplicate the movie, you know, especially if it's the one that has our ad on it, um, and <laughs> yeah. and and put that on DVDs and pass them out, or you know, they can't sell them for a profit, but they want to pass them out. <laughs> More power to them. It's just it's spreading the word. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, another thing I wanted to mention is uh, charity. Charity is very important to us personally, and a portion of our proceeds are being donated to Equality Now, which is Joss Whedon's favorite charity. Uh, there's a special feature on the on the DVD about charities, including Equality Now and the Wooten Center that Ron Glass supports, and other charities in general. And uh, that, that is another reason to encourage people to buy the DVD beyond all the great special features is, you know, we're trying to help charity. In fact, all the shows we go to, 
will donate. Uh, we've donated to the charity here at uh, DragonCon. We donate to the every every charity we can that uh, we, we hear about. We we donate to because we believe in it. It's very important. It's all about love. It is. All right, well, guys, well, um, as, as a brown coat, thank you for making this documentary. I know that just the, the brown coat brigade all over the world is, is thanking you guys for it because it, it really paints us in a good light because I'm sure everybody was worried, oh, great, here comes the Trekkies for the brown coats. That's just what we need. But just all the hard work that you guys put into, the love that was put into you from you and your crew, we, as, as a fandom, we appreciate it. And I just wanted to say thank you guys. Well, thank you very thank much. You. Appreciate it. We appreciate all the fans. Yeah. And if you could go ahead and plug the website where all of this is available one more time, please. That would be donetheimpossible.com. All right, and that, of course, will be available in the show notes. Thanks again, guys, for coming out and talking to me. It was great to meet you. Thank you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I had an absolute blast doing it. Dragon Con was a tremendous experience for me. Got to meet so many awesome people, great connections. And, guys, it is a hell of a con. Don't forget also Parsec Awards are at Dragon Con and that's coming up in a few months, about seven months. So we're going to find out coming up soon. Parsec nominations. I don't have an exact date yet, but we will keep you involved and informed, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to Requiem of the Outcast. You can find me, Podcasting's Rich Sigfret, at rotooutcast at gmail.com. We accept all feedback, letters, Email, well, not letters. Uh, well, you can send them to letters. <laughs> you can send all letters and, cor- and physical correspondence to seven PO Box seven <laughs> to PO Box seven zero two, Swansboro, North Carolina two eight five eight four, and um, and yeah, that was completely unplanned. I didn't really plan on giving out that PO Box, but hey, if you have stuff and want to send it, that's cool. But you can uh, give us a call nine five four six zero three Roto. That, of course, is the Roto line. That's 954-603-7686. We will play voicemail on the show. Thank you very much again for listening. Go check out Stranger Things, strangerthings.tv, as well as we've got new stuff coming from Outcast Multimedia. The Cinema Freaks are going to be coming soon. Myself, Lee Chirolis, Samantha Allen, are bringing you our take on mainstream media, comics, music, movies. We're coming at you soon, probably next month. Ladies and folks, please remember, StellarCon, March 9th through the 11th, 2007, High Point, North Carolina. Also, vote for me for president. You can find all information at requiemoftheoutcast.com, all Outcast Multimedia projects at outcastmultimedia.com. And guys, have an awesome month. Also, one more thing before I go, look for something a little special right around St. Patrick's Day. Going to have me a little St. Patrick's Day special episode dealing with the latest rising of Celtic and Irish podcasts. Folks, keep rocking. This has kind of been a Firefly-themed episode. Okay, guys, some of you know this and some of you don't. And I committed a grievous error. I'd say about three or four months ago, um, I'd gotten a friend of mine, Shane, Shane DeRoos, who is my boss at the Wrestling Federation that I work for. I invited a friend of mine to watch Firefly for the first time. We sat down, we watched the pilot, I let him borrow my DVDs, he was hooked. Now, I showed him Done the Impossible, the documentary that you just heard about, and, well, as I was telling him that there are some fans out there that 
you know, we throw brown coat parties. And he kind of raised an eyebrow to that, questioned it. And I said, well, you know, I mean, just kind of a party to hang out, talk, you know, get up with other uh, brown coats, other Firefly fans to kind of, um, you know, even have some of them are themed, you know, some of them have a little bit of an Asian theme, a little bit of a Western theme. Some of them will be awake, stuff like that. And he asked me, awake for who? And I said, oh, for Wash and Book. See, folks, there was one thing that I forgot. The reason why he hadn't returned my DVDs yet was because he hadn't finished them, which also means that he had not seen the movie. Now, the problem with that is that I had gotten him hooked, and he was hooked. But when he found out about that, he wasn't sure if he wanted to go on and watch the rest of the episodes, and then, of course, the movie. I felt so bad. And I know that not only had I sinned against him, but I'd sinned against brown coats everywhere. Now, on my live journal, which is available at cinemafreak.livejournal.com, it's kind of my personal place, I put out there for friends to tell me what I should do as punishment. Some of them had been that I should dress up as one of the characters and sing our anthem. If you knew how bad I sang, you'd know that that's suffering not only for me, but for you as well. Of course, there were great ideas such as, you know, singing uh, the Ballad of Jane and stuff like that. But again, I must refer you to my previous statement of painful to you as well as to me. So I put out there to my friends, what should I do? What should I do to try to make up for this horrible sin that I had committed? And somebody came up with the grand idea of taking one of the dramatic speeches from Firefly and doing it in a comedic way. Now, of course, when I heard that, there was only one thing that I knew I could do. Because, see, I don't mind a little humiliation, a little public humiliation. And I'm sure at StellarCon, March 9th through 11th, 2007, High Point, North Carolina, that I'll submit myself again for punishment if there is a brown coat party. I believe that the brown coats are going to be there. The uh, Southeastern Brown Coat Alliance will be there in force. But folks, for you here on this show, on this episode of Requiem of the Outcast, featuring such wonderful Firefly content as the documentary Done the Impossible, I am here as part of my punishment to do a dramatic reading of Mal's speech in Serenity that fires up the crew, his rallying speech, if you will, in the manner of William Shatner. This report is maybe 12 years old. Parliament buried it. And it stayed buried until River dug it up. This is what they feared, she knew. And they were right to fear. Because there's a whole universe of folk who are going to know it too. They're going to see it. Somebody has to speak for these people. You all got on this boat for different reasons, but you all come to the same place. So now I'm asking more of you than I have before. Maybe all. Sure as I know anything, I know this. They will try again. Maybe on another world. Maybe on this very ground-swept clean. A year from now, they'll swing back to the belief that they can make people better. And I do not hold to that. So... No more running. I aim 
Thank you. First, there was Firefly. Where the hell is my spaceship? Get the man, not the horse. Not a year now, I ain't had nothing to fix my nethers. We're run on bottom. Big damn heroes, sir. That sounds like science fiction. That's true. Thinking the signal. I'm Wes. It's not and just I'm because Karen. Serenity and is we a have thing another interview for you in this show. You're listening to news it's also from the home. The Firefly timeline. You're going to need a higher This feature is all about when things happen. We want our trilogy. Now there's a whole world of new adventures. Would you fight for that, right? How come no one's ever there's done it? There's plenty here that would. Probably no one's been desperate enough to Don't try. worry, this guy ain't even. I bet we are. Join us at the signal because the verse just got bigger. www.serenityfirefly.com Fourteen episodes, a comic book series, and a movie. That's all the time we had with our big damn heroes. That seemed right to you. We know they had more adventures than that. And what exactly was our net profit on the famous wobbly-headed doll caper? So we're starting a new podcast. Tales from the Verse is looking for fanfic. Check out our website at talesfromtheverse.com for submission guidelines and other info. If you got a story that you want us to consider, send us a wave. Time for some thrilling heroics. A monthly fanfic podcast coming to your favorite podcatcher soon because you know you want to hear more adventures of the crew of Serenity. Talesfromtheverse.com It's not over, you know. Hello, Firefly fans. This is Eric and Miranda from the Firefly Talk podcast, and we'd like to invite you to come visit our show. You'll find all sorts of Firefly goodies in every episode, including articles about the verse, the latest Firefly news, fan fiction reviews, forum recaps, and interviews with our big damn heroes. Such as Greg Edmondson. We chatted with him a few days ago about the backup bash. You can hear that in our latest episode. And it's not too late to enter our second Serenity Movie Prop Giveaway Contest. Send us your thoughts about Firefly in the form of a short article, and you could win one of nine Serenity props or replicas, including a metal reaver sword used in the movie, or a rare artist's proof of Mal's pistol, among many other awesome prizes. So come pay us a visit at fireflytalk.com, and we'll have ourselves a fine palaver without the wood alcohol. Filled with everything wonderful about the finest space western, romance, action, comedy, drama, horror show ever made. See you there. Stay shiny. The galaxy is an immense place. I, your precognitive meeting planner, will guide you through this expanse, introducing you to the Aliens You Will Meet. The Aliens You Will Meet podcast is available at aliensyouwillmeet.lipsyn.com and wherever fine podcasts are available. Aliens You Will Meet podcast at aliensyouwillmeet.lipsyn.com The soul of the city is plagued with corruption. Every day cops see death. But for the first time, I felt it. I used to believe in justice. Now, I'm on the edge. Working with dead cops is your special business. 
son of a bitch. You're both lucky you still have your badges. I have no more of that bullshit. Have fun with that new partner. What the hell do you think you're doing? I'm taking charge of the situation. You're making a big mistake. No, I'm correcting one. I've got a clean shot. Hold it, Mitchell. I can take him right now. You should have pulled the trigger. Port City PD is the critically acclaimed police drama made available exclusively via video podcast and can be found at one place. The number one new media network, Podshow. Visit portcitypd.podshow.com to see the show and portcitypd.com to join the community. If you thought the last show was intense, you ain't seen nothing yet. Hey, this is Wally. And JD. And we want you to check out the live-action web series here on the only at glintofhope.com. And if they don't, I'm going to come to the house and rip up the comic collection. Be nice. Well, if they don't, I'm going to take their little sister's iPod and throw it down the toilet. So check out here on the, the new web series only at glintofhope.com. A life more awesome. Your audible ups. Have I told you today how beautiful you are? Have you told yourself that? AlifeMoreAwesome.com Your life more awesome. Hello, I'm Podcasting's Rich Sigfred. I've been creating content online for five years now, and I've noticed a terrible affliction tearing through the podcasting scene, or podosphere. Many of us make no money doing this, so we are forced to nourish ourselves with your feedback and admiration. But too many podcasters find themselves logging off hungry, with no encouraging words in their coffers. The bitter taste of negative, or no feedback, can find many casters with no purpose, no desire. Their only recourse is to pod fade. But there is another way. For the low price of a cup of air, you can leave a comment on their site or a review in iTunes. Please, take the time to leave some feedback or drop them a note or even call their message line so struggling podcasters like Christiana Ellis Hi. and Steve Ely Hi. will have the will to push record. Please, for their sake, think of the podcasters. Yes. 